The Forum at 8 with Polani Gwala. Nine and a half minutes after eight. A very good morning to you and a warm welcome to the forum at eight here on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Well, this morning discussing a really, really disturbing issue of chain torchings in this country. You may have heard the statement, I think it was on Monday, um, Gauteng Transport and Roads MSC, Ismail Vadi, uh, rejecting as absurd threats by train commuters to torch train coaches if the authorities did not urgently improve the metro rail uh, train service. This after train commuters marched on the Pretoria CBD last week, demanding an improved service from metro rail and that government should intervene immediately. Now, just looking back, hundreds of millions of rands worth of damage has been reported uh, and we talk about this uh, report on it in our news uh, almost every day, uh, the issue of uh, train torchings and, and the kind of money that is involved there. On the forum this morning, then, we would like to talk about this. What are your thoughts on this? What do you know? What have you heard from commuters, uh, wherever, wherever you may be? And how do we make sure that we protect um, property when necessary? Uh, let, let's get your thoughts, then. Here are the contact details. You can send us an email this morning at 34701, 34701. But also, we are available uh, on email at guala x at guala x at A little later on, we'll take your calls on 0891-104-208, 0891-104-208. Let me introduce my guests on the program this morning, starting with Mr. Nkululego Boya. He is the Chief Executive Officer of the Rail Safety Regulator. Mr. Boya, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for your time. Also here with us this morning, Moffat Mufukeng. He speaks on behalf of the Passenger Rail Agency of South Africa, PRASA. Mr. Mufukeng, good morning. Good morning, Kalen. Thank you. In, in our Pretoria studios, we have there Mr. Albert Mukwena. He is with the Tswane Train Commuters Mabopane Joint Committee Forum. Hey, Mr. Mukwena, good morning. Good morning, Colani, and your listeners Thank you. at home. Thanks indeed. Well, then maybe I should start with you, Mr. Mukwena, because uh, I mentioned that there was a march in Pretoria last week in the CBD uh, where there were demands for improved services for Metro Rail. And in that march, then, a threat to torch how train was made. Do you know anything about the march and also about the threat? Colani, yes. Um, I'm aware of because I'm one of the convicts this march. Remember, uh, before we convene this March, uh, remember that on the 12th of October 2012, uh, Metro announced on the two things will be suspended with immediate effect. On that note, uh, passengers traveling from Mabopani could not have transport. They had to arrange alternative transport to the fact that they uh, their line was suspended. You know what, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Mukwena, there, there seems to be a problem with our line there. Um, we shall just try and address it in a minute. Uh, I wonder if it has anything to do with cable theft. We were reporting on uh, on how train a little earlier on and how it has been delayed simply because of cable theft. Our technicians will work on that because I really, really would like to go back to you and, and get your reasoning behind these threats. Uh, these threats have come a lot from uh, Pretoria. Can you hear me clearly? I can hear you. Okay, let's try it again. Let's try it again. Uh, You are one of the conveners of the march, uh, but then came this threat. Why is it necessary that when people, of course, have got maybe legitimate demands, but why should it be accompanied by such threats? Look, um, when we were at the Department of Transport, uh, the message that was conveyed by the committers was that we are aware that our government is wasting money on the trains that benefit the of the people. For instead of us 
our own trains, uh, that of Metro Rail, we, we ride uh, at least go for the train that is useless, that is not, uh, I mean, convenient for the majority of uh, train users. And it's not the first time that a threat about torchings has come from Pretoria. But clearly there's quite a lot of, there's a serious problem and people seem to think that torching trains is an answer. In last terrible year. Line, terrible line. All right. I'm going to come yes. back to you and we'll sort it out in a minute. We really, because it's, it's getting a little frustrating. We can't get uh, the, the answers as, as, we, as we see them fit. Let me come to Mr. Boyer here, uh, rail safety regulator. What are your responsibilities uh, when it comes to ensuring that trains are out there, they are safe, and that they are not torched? Um, thank you very much, Colin. Um, as a regulator, we are entrusted with the responsibility of ensuring that um, um, we oversee safety within the railway system. And as one of our responsibilities, we do check on um, uh, how trains are actually operating, and we do take statistics on how, um, how many damages, how many malicious damage to property, and actually how many... In general, the safety of the of the operators uh, and the operations as a whole. Now, obviously, it is a concern to us when a property is damaged as a result of whatever the reasons are, uh, from um, um, commuters or from any other people hmm. that are actually damaging hmm. and affecting the safety of the system. And you collect stats about these things. We, we Let's talk about this year. How many trains have been torched? In this year so far, which is the 12-13 financial year, mm. in our statistics, we've got 104 trains that have, have been damaged. I must, out of those 104, only 21 mm-hmm. of, that, uh, of those trains were due to damage in relation to malicious mm-hmm. damage to property. Mm. The rest is as an as a issue of high-tension fires due to lack of maintenance hmm. uh, on the trains uh, in terms of them, because of the overhead wires and the, and the electricity, then they will be torched. There will be actually be uh, fires. Hmm. But out of the 21, there's, those are the ones that we're saying are malicious damage to property. And, and that, those are the ones that we actually deliver. And, and what, what kind of figures are we talking about in terms of damages incurred? Look, um, in terms of rents and cents, in some of these cases there will be no fatalities in mm. particular. Mm. It might be just um, damages in particularly to the coaches themselves mm. and some of them might be damaged and what it aff- effectively does it removes those coaches out of the system and it reduces the number of trains at a particular time that Metro Rail can actually run mm. during that time. But there hasn't been any so far in relation to, as far as we know, fatalities as, re- as a result of that. What also is a problem, I suppose, uh, in some of these cases, Kolani, is that some of these trains are taught standing in the yards at awkward times. It's not during operational hours. Uh, it would be at night when they're standing in the yard, mm. some of them. Now, that to us is a concern. Uh, I, I, do you not find it strange, though, that people take it out on trains? If they are angry, venting their anger, they take it out on trains. It is something that we don't understand because these are the same trains that try to assist the commuters to make sure that they get, they get to their places of work on time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we then don't understand why a person will damage something that is, uh, is supposed to assist them 
to be able to get to work. Maybe there's a lack of understanding or whatever the issues are. We don't know at this stage as a regulator as to the reasons why people will do what they're actually doing. Right. I'm going to come to you in a minute, Mr. Mfukeng, because I would like to know from Prasa's point of view um, uh, what, what, what you know about this issue. But let me read you one or two SMSs before I come to you. There's one from Sajin Indenzo who says, those who torch trains are stupid. Uh, they're more, they don't use their minds. Uh, Tabo uh, Mapula says, indeed, Metrorail must improve their trains like Khao Train. Uh, that's Tabo. Uh, another one from VS and KZN. Train or damage to any property must be given 10 years jail sentence. Uh, we cannot continue like this. James says people that taught trains should be shot with live bullets and the people arranging should pay there as well. Uh, and perhaps you may want to respond to these SMSs, Mr. Mfugeng, but a big one for you, uh, right at the beginning. Do you even know who, who these people are? Because uh, th- there's been all sorts of speculation. Does Prasa know who these people are? Uh, Thank you very much, uh, uh, Kolani. Uh, we don't know who the perpetrators of this uh, violence are. Um, but uh, I think in the past uh, three months or so, you have seen a, a sharp increase in the number of incidents where trains are damaged, um, torched, bent. Uh, in some instances, it's just the, the, the motor coach, you know, which is the uh, anchor of the train. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, clearly, for me, that speaks to issues of sabotage and, 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 and all of that. Past three months in particular? Yeah, the past two months have been uh, particularly, we, we've seen a, a very, very sharp increase. Uh, and strangely, this coincided with the strike by the NTM. So what we, is NTM? We, we, we don't know. The National uh, Transport Movement, I think. Are you implying that they may be behind this? Uh, no, no, I'm not saying they behind it, but uh, it is a bit strange for us that uh, since the start of the strike, you've had this uh, disturbing, sharp increase in the number of uh, our trains being being banned. And, and particularly, I mean, the, the, the NTM strike started on the 18th of January, mm-hmm. and since then you, you, you have had uh, about 14 uh, trains, well, it's not the entire train, but coaches in a train being bent and so on. So, so it's, it's, it's pretty high. You also are talking about sabotage, but why would people say that? You know, one of the SMSs, for instance, says uh, um, Metrorail must improve their service. Could it also be related to bad service from Metrorail? Well, it's a, it's a, I think bad service, it's a, I don't think it's a, I can say with, a, you know, with confidence that, yes, it is bad service. In some instances, our staff work pretty hard. Uh, but uh, let's face it, the fleet in our, uh, at our disposal, it's pretty old. You know, the trains are like 50 years, 40 years, and all of that. And we're not maintained over that uh, period. So at some point, you are bound to have uh, the collapse just in the system. But the management of uh, Brasa and the team um, is working very hard to make sure that, uh, you know, that the, the, the system doesn't collapse. We, you probably are aware of this. We've invested 123 billion rand uh, over the next 20 years to uh, replace the existing fleet. So, you know, but, but between now and 2015, you know, until when we get the new trains, there's a lot of work that we are doing to ensure that the system doesn't uh, uh, collapse in our hands. Right. Let's try Mr. McGuena again in Pretoria. See, maybe the line has improved a little. Mr. McGuena, can you hear me? 
I can hear you. All right. Uh, one of the things that's coming through is is a complaint that the service is is terrible uh, when it comes to Metro Rail, and this has come through before, where people are saying that the, the trains are torched because they don't arrive on time. The service is terrible. Is that justifiable in your mind? Well, the issue of torching train is not justifiable. Like I said before. You know, in our meetings at Mabobane in December when the trains were suspended last year, we were talking to commuters to say, really, really, let's do the introspections of ourselves. Is it right for us to touch our own properties? But we all agree, we, we all came to an agreement with commuters that, no, really, it's not right because the trains belong to us. We cannot go on, go on, torture the trains. We ride up take to the streets and indicate to the country to say here's a problem that is being ignored for years. But what is the problem? The problem is poor service that is being uh, rendered by Prasa. Look, the trains are... Is it possible that, that because of that poor service people then end up torching? In your view and in your experience, is it, is it possible that the two are linked? Look, last year, as I'm saying at, at Mabopani line, the line was suspended. The train was late at about the ten, the train according to the news was touched at around ten mm. in the midnight. Mm-hmm. Now you, you you find our mothers there, you find our brothers and sisters there. At that time, what is the train looking for at that time at eleven o'clock? The people are always frustrated. The issue is here, Kolani. The the previous Spornet they use they used to provide an alternative transport. They would take buses or either take this diesel head to pull out the train where the line or maybe the power is off. But now, since Pras and Metro Rail came in, there is no alternative transport that is being provided by Prasa people every day. People get fr- frustrated. So I do not say uh, people ban trains because, you know, they are happy, they enjoy doing that. But at Mabupan, hence it happened, the line was suspended because people are every day and there's no answer. If there's no communication, if there's no one who is telling you this train is being delayed for this much and the PA systems are not working, there's nothing that is working. But, but Mr. Mfukeng here says their staff at Prasa, they work very hard. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Colonel, uh, to intervene. I, I think I would like uh, uh, to correct two things. The first one, uh, Mr. Mugwena, 10 o'clock is not, uh, 10 o'clock at night is not midnight. Uh, uh, that's one. Uh, secondly, uh, I, I would like you to define for me when you say poor service, what you're referring to, so that I deal with uh, uh, specific issues instead of just making general blanket accusations to. P- poor to service, Mr. Mugwena? Yes, Colan, we are talking about people are being fired at work because they are always late. From January to December, people are late every day. There is overcrowding in these trains. Look, I want to give you a scenario. When you, yeah. go, to, um, when you go to this how train, it's only for coaches. And our trains are normally 10 to 12 coaches, and there is overcrowding in there. And the safety as well is not guaranteed. Look, in, in Atresville, there was, there was an incident that occurred. Uh, the stationary trains what was hit by the train that was coming, and people got injured. What, what, what bothers most here, Tolani, is that 
always uh, Prasa will tell you about the damages of the metro rail. But let's ask about the statistics of people who got injured in these trains. They will never tell you how many people they injured because some of the injuries that are occurred because of the accident that are occurring on these trains is because of their negligent. Can they tell us the statistics of how many people got injured? Because some are crippled today as we speak because of the trains. And Mr. Fugain? Thanks, Colin. I, I, I want to reiterate this point, uh, Mr. Mukwena. Please be specific when you you, you talk about poor service at uh, that is provided by us at, at Praza. He's talking about overcrowding. He's talking about people being fired at work because the trains are late. And, and you know, um, you respond to that: the overcrowding, the lack of safety. Colin, uh, 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 let, let's talk, for instance, about the issue of the trains being late. Mm. I mean, I, I, you, you mentioned this morning that the train has been delayed due to uh, cable theft and so on. Those things are beyond you and I. You know, they happen. You will be late, uh, unfortunately. And uh, so, cable theft is the reason why trains are late. No, it's not only cable theft. Uh, are there no deviations that happen at operational level where you find that a train that is supposed to leave at eleven leaves at half past? No, our trains are not uh, like five minutes apart as they are uh, at, at, at the moment. Uh, that's why you will have issues of overcrowding. Mm. Because the guy who misses, the say, the 7 o'clock train is worried that uh, in the next 10 minutes there's not going to be a train. And therefore he gets there, the train gets uh, overcrowded because mm. he's thinking, oh, I'm going to be late at work, I'm going to be fired. But with the new uh, uh, rolling stock that's coming, the new trains that are coming, we are attempting to address all, 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 all of that. Yeah. In, in the immediate, uh, that, that is uh, between now and, and until 2015, when we get the, the, the new trains, uh, the management of Prasa is putting in place a plan to reduce the, the, you know, the time that we, you, from the first train to the second train. So that, uh, you know, we don't have uh, th- those issues of overcrowding. Right. I, 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 I'm going to come back to, you, to both of you then, Mr. Mfugeng and Mr. Mkwena. But Mr. Boya, you've been listening in. Part of the reason people are f- commuters are frustrated with the service. Yes, thank you very much, Polani. We, we as a regulator, we do understand and we do appreciate that if trains are late most of the time, there will be a bit of a, a challenge. But we want to also talk to our communities that stay with the people around. The issue of cable theft is a real problem. And it is a problem that does affect operations. When a cable, if you remember, when a cable is actually stolen, what it does, it requires the operator to operate under abnormal working conditions, which therefore means they must operate manually. Mm. And then in making sure that there's greater safety, the certain procedures they need to follow. So if, if our uh, commuters and our people can make sure that they report some of these cable theft, sure. they will be able to deal with that. But also, I wanted to say, Kolani, one of the, something that was actually raised here was the issue of, um, which is also a concern to us. Uh, in the 2011-12 financial year, in our state of safety report, we reported a 63.62% increase in the number of injuries mm-hmm. to, to 2,150 people that have been injured uh, in the system, which is a 63.62% increase from the previous year. 
And, and that's a real concern, and it's due to the collisions that did t- take place around mm-hmm. the trains, and it is something of a greater concern to us in terms of the... All right, so it addresses Mr. Mugwana's concern yeah. about the, the injuries there. And I'm going to come back because you are talking about issues of um, uh, cable theft, but what about the responsibility of operators to make sure that, that uh, trains run on time? And I'm going to ask you, Mr. Boyer, in a minute. But let me take Kate in Cape Town. Kate, good morning. Kate, are you there? Hello. Have we lost Kate? Hello? Yeah, hi, go ahead, please. No, this is not Kate. You're speaking to Lawrence. Yeah, Lawrence? Yes, yes, there's a couple of things I want to connectionize. You're speaking to Lawrence Vinkile. I'm the spokesperson of Metro Rail working with Mr. Mufo King. Ah, yes, Mr. Vinkile. There's an issue that you need to connectionize. The, the, the issues Mr. Mr. Mukwena is, raise, is raising about Mabupan, Mabupan and overcrowding. Mm-hmm. You'll appreciate, Polade, that when we had the incident in Mabupan last year, the, we, we move about 66,000 commuters in that corridor every day. Now, if you're talking about buses, the buses that must serve as a replacement for those commuters, you're talking about 1,000 buses a day. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not sure how practical is that. But we also need to contextualize the issue of the delays and cancellation and the underperformance of the system. We must appreciate that we are running very old trains and we, 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 we're suffering from deferred maintenance for over the last 30 years. It is only now that this government has come to the party in terms of investments. Now, we have infrastructure that's decaying, Polani. You have a huge crime problem in our environment where literally every day we have issues around cable theft. You must also appreciate the impact of the cable theft that signals are failing, the points, and, and the, that causes delays because trains have to be manually authorized. But we, we, must, we must also appreciate that one of the, of, the, of the major drivers in relation to this is also our rolling stock is really old. We will be the first to admit that our infrastructure and our, in our rolling stock is, is, is not a as a result, it's prone to failing in sections. Hence, we've, we've, put, we've put in measures to mitigate that. But also the other issue that Mr. Poya was raising, which relates to injuries and, and fatalities in the system, we will appreciate, Polani, that almost more than 90% of those people who die in our environment are not passengers, but are people who get into our environment because we're operating an open system, which makes it very easy for anyone to get into the Metroid environment. These people are people who get knocked by trains, who get electrocuted because some of the people are connecting illegally the the, the power over the overhead wires, and people trespassing because we've got a problem of the prevalence of informal settlements uh, that are mushrooming along along the the railway line. As a result, you have these huge communities. People then get knocked by trains. And I I, I think for we, we must appreciate that the overcrowding element as well. The reality is that we have 2.4 million commuters who use our system every day. Every day a train is tossed, we have one train less. Between January and now, we've, we've had about 11 trains that have been affected, and we did indeed say very strongly that we have attributed this to the industrial action by the National Transport Movement, and we do stand by that statement. Right, now, fine. there's and 11 it, trains that are affected. It means uh, that we have 11 trains less in Gauteng, and that's going to give rise to overcrowding. All right, so you say the National Transport Movement are the ones that are burning these trains? Polani, we have repeatedly made that statement, and the, their members, uh, we, we, we do believe that their but members why don't are you, responsible. But why don't you prosecute them? Take them to, pr- call the cops on them. 
Soladi, we have we, the, the arrests that have, that have been made by the police, and these arrests vindicate the position that we, we, the stance that we've taken that these are their members, okay. and, and and the police will make pronouncements on those in Jukos. But we are confident now with the arrests that have recently been made in the last few days, we have actually been vindicated that there has been a systematic sabotage of our of our, of our system. Okay, Mr. Vengile, I've got to end it. Sorry, I've got to really cut you off, cut you off here because I need to take uh, the news headline now, but also just open the lines on 0891104208, open line, uh, I beg your pardon, 0891104208, let's find out what your experiences of the trains are, what's going on there, why do people torture these trains, 0891104208, good morning. The Forum at 8 with Polani Gwala. All right, a lot of SMSs, of course, about uh, the discussion today. Uh, let me just read one or two and go to the line. South Africa, the only country in the world where more train coaches are torched maliciously than goals scored by the national team. Um, somebody says, indeed, Metro Rail must improve their trains. Uh, people that torch trains should be, uh, I saw this one, should be short, violence. G, burn the school, burn the traitor, viva, you reap what you sow, Charles and Devon. Uh, the question should be, what should be done in order to get our people People to behave and act responsibly under any circumstances. Government and everybody should emphasize uh, that the rights uh, do not uh, or are not more important than people' uh, responsibilities uh, that they should take. That's according to Sam. Um, our people are uncivilized. Uh, that's Johannes van Rensburg. Roland, 90% of the time, damages to trains are jealous taxi drivers. That's a view from Roland. Uh, also, people who burn trains must be charged with terrorism. People must respect and act within the law, Mukhadi in Rustenburg uh, sending that SMS this morning perhaps people with shares in train procurement are involved says another SMS here and the threat by some to torch trains is barbaric savage and lacks intelligence Nick in Hilton, uh, Golin Swana says strike organizers and those burning the trains should be charged and pay for damages, after each burning train price needs to increase uh, that's a view from Golin Swana, let me take some calls let's go to Eddie in Cape Town, Eddie good morning Good morning, Polani. Hi, welcome, Eddie. Yes, um, listen, Polani, um, talking about specifics, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually driving now to town, and I'm actually in the Western Cape here. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm driving right now, and because why? I've got two cars at home, and the government is trying to say we must use uh, public transport. Yeah. I, I go to the station this morning at half past seven, and the trains are so late, so I had to drive to town. Now, my thing is, I'm driving and I'm listening to this um, conversation. I, I, I'm getting really worked up and angry because the guys from the Prava and those guys are trying to say to Mr. Mukwena, they want specifics. Now, here are the specifics that I'm going to give them. Um, they are, I stay in the Northern Sabres in Cape Town, mm-hmm. and for the past month I've been taking trains. Not even a single day have we not had a train being late. Now, how is that supposed to help the people? And I'm quite a senior guy at work, and therefore, I don't have, every time when I'm late, I don't have to really have issues with my boss or anything. But I'm thinking about the guys that are actually juniors at work. And um, I have juniors at work. When they are late, I obviously give them a hard time to have to explain to me why they are late. Now, every, every single time, they will be telling me they are late because of the train. But obviously, I need to qualify that in a way to say, um, I don't condone people banning trains or sure. anything of that sort. I hear that. But I, I just feel that um, um, these guys from uh, uh, Prasa and so on, 
they, they, they coming across to the commuters and telling us they are helpless. They can't, if, if, what I'm reading through is they are helpless. People are stealing cables. We don't pay them this much money for them to not come up with the strategies. I'm, I'm a senior guy at my work. I don't expect my staff to, to come tell me about problems and I, I say to them, I'm helpless guys. Um, no, you, you can, I'm okay. leaving you to your vices and devices. No. Sure. They expect me to come with strategies to come with solutions because I get paid big money. I'm the boss. But okay. if these guys come here and, and tell us uh, people are stealing cables, uh, people are criminal in South Africa, well, we know that, but what is their solution? Okay, they Eddie, really go on like that. All right, uh, Eddie, uh, point made. Uh, very valid point. Uh, Mr. Fuken, are you going to respond to Eddie? Uh, thank you very much, uh, Eddie, and uh, I hope you don't get worked up. Uh, we, it's not that we are helpless uh, and we're just folding our arms saying, okay, you know, the trains are burning and we're doing nothing about it. No. There is a lot of work that uh, we are doing to obviously uh, solve the problem. L- let me just explain one point to, to Eddie. We operate, Lawrence said we have an open, uh, uh, our tracks are open, which means they are vulnerable to the theft of cable, and this is the distance from about 1,400 kilometers or so, which is from about from here to Cape Town. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm here in Johannesburg. I don't know what is happening on the, uh, on the track in Kimberley there. I'm, I'm just making an example. Do you know, the track could, could be living here, and because there is no one who is policing uh, the, the, the fence, you know, say in the hour or something like that, somebody picks up the train, but at the time the train gets there, hmm. uh, you know, you, you will have problems. All right, but I, let me go I, back to I, what I, Eddie is I, saying, because I think there's a problem, and I'm going to come to you, Mr. Boyer, because it, really we need to address his concern. His concern is that he was taking a train for over a month, right, and not even a single day. I mean, surely it can't be cable theft every single day. There are operational problems, and process got to admit no, 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 I'm not, we're not running away from the problems. From, from internal problems, that you are not doing some of the things that you're supposed to do, in terms of scheduling and making sure that trains run on time. If for a month, and we take him at his word, what Eddie is saying, if for over a month, trains are delayed, trains are late, then surely that's going to create a lot of problems. No, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not aware of uh, them being late yeah. every month, mm. uh, particularly in that line that he's uh, referring to. Mr. Poyer? I'm not aware of that. Um, Thank you, Colani. You know, one of the things which we have raised and consistently raised over the past um, year with PRASA is the issue of uh, train scheduling, Mm. especially when it comes to overcrowding. Because what creates a bit of a challenge for some of the people that nobody knows what time the trains are going to get there. So when the train comes to the station, they're not sure if the next train is coming. Now, if you're able to look at the scheduling of trains and look at it so that it's able to address the current challenges that people are having, and that's what we have suggested ourselves. Sure, but as the regulator, are you mm. getting the answers? Because Mr. Mukwena is going to say, well, I'm just civil society, I'm not going to get the answer. But as the regulator, presumably you have, you have uh, uh, teeth. You are able to go to the operators and say, unless you do A, B, C, and D, we will do A, B, C, and D. Correct, uh, Kolani. We are getting the answers and we continue to get the responses from them in terms of how they are dealing with the issues that relate to overcrowding and the issue that relate to um, how they're going to reschedule or schedule their trains. Mm. Uh, we do have that response and we did get confirmation that they are relooking 
they actually the scheduling of the trains around the Gauteng region, mm. and they will be able to make sure that they're able to implement a schedule that will be able to deal with sure. the challenges that people are actually All right. Facing. I haven't forgotten about you, Mr. McGuire, and I'm going to come to you in a minute. Mr. Mfukeng wants to respond, but let me go to the lines again. Uh, David in Johannesburg. Hello, David. Hi, Tulani. Hi. Um, yeah. Um, from my perspective, just very quickly, um, I think South Africa is the most unequal society in the world, and um, South Africans are not naturally criminal. They're not naturally violent. Um, you know, I think that... Um, I think that... Uh, hello? Yeah, David, we're listening. Yeah, yeah. well, I think that um, if, we, if we look at the way we spend our money on infrastructure, for example, we built the Hull train, which cost absolutely billions of rands, um, and it's four coaches, which uh, basically caters for an elite, um, and we don't actually uh, spend the same amount of money on infrastructure development to get the workers of the country to work every morning, then there's something wrong with the way that we are spending uh, our resources in the country. Uh, some years ago, some uh, Russian... Uh, uh, rail, uh, rail people uh, visited South Africa, and I actually uh, arranged for them to meet with people in government, including the Department of Transport. And they could have built uh, underground rail from every township to the center of Johannesburg at half the price at which our train cost. Um, you know, that would have gotten workers and so on to, uh, to, to work on town and so on. You know, if we don't deal with the inequalities in the society, including the inequalities in service provision, we are going to get a working class community and a poor community to become more and more angry. And we see daily these service delivery protests and so on all okay. over the country, as well as the protests with regard to rail services and right. so on. The services to the poor in this country and to the working people who keep the economy of this country running is absolutely appalling. Okay, that's David. Thank you, David. Katlejo in Soweto. Uh, good morning. Morning, good morning. How are you? I'm very well. Katlejo, go ahead. I'm good, man. Um, I just wanted to comment about this pressuring of the trains, you know. Yeah. Um, um, maybe I should say with pride that um, uh, in Soweto, two things where that we don't have made uh, incidents. But um, uh, I think we are, as the community, as the commuters, we constantly put the blame on government and, and, and plaza. But since I've used the train for the past, I think, 10 years or so, if the trains are delayed, most of the reason that will be given will be cable, cable theft. Mm-hmm. And most of these people who steal the cable are the Commuters, but nothing is being said about those people, you know. So it's, 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 it's an insult to a pencil. That guy who phoned and said, I mean, the trains were, 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 were laid for the whole country, I think, since they have been using the train. In Cape Town. I will, I will not speak for Cape Town people, but fortunately, in Jove or in Soweto, it has, it has never happened to say the train. All right. So, in other words, you're saying that in Soweto, in so, by the way, which is interesting because in Mzimshopa, in, in, in I think it was last week, and also there was another yes. station where there were two carriages that were burnt. You, you were saying that there's, there's no uh, valid reason why people should be angry at the service. No, they, they have to be angry, Kolani. They have to be angry. What I'm saying is that uh, touching the train is not the solution. And. The tottering of the trains in Soweto doesn't constantly happen as it does happen in Pretoria, you know. And one of the reasons why the trains are tortured, what I'm saying is, if you listen to the people who announce this on the speakers, most often than not, more, more than half the time when the train is late, the reason that will be given is cable theft. Yeah. And cable theft comes from the very same commuters who are using the train, yeah. you know. That is my concern. Okay, and those issues are not being reported. All right, yeah. fantastic. I think it's a fair point. It needs to be discussed, debated. Uh, Tabo in Johannesburg, good morning. 
Hi, Colin. How are you? I'm well, Tabo. Hello. Um, I'm, I'm well. Sure. I, I'm just concerned with the uh, with those brother guys. What they, when they're saying <coughs> all this torturing is because of the strike. The torturing has been happening for some years. I used to use train for the past ten years. These things have been happening. It didn't start it now in January. So they mustn't use the strike as an excuse for torturing. Torturing is because people are are not happy with the service. The service is very, very, very poor. All right, so you say it's not the NTM, this, no, this uh, no, new... No, they're using NTM as a scapegoat. Uh, and you're saying this torching has been happening for, for a long time? Oh, for a long time, maybe uh, 15 to 20 And, and you attribute it to unhappiness about the service? There, there is the, the, the one other thing, the security in the trains. There's no safety. Yeah, but Tabo, Tabo, and I've got a lot of SMSs and emails to, to this effect. What after torching the train? What happens? I mean, it doesn't improve the service. It, it doesn't, but people, you, you, it doesn't at all. And we don't condone it, but yeah. people do that out, out of frustration. People are frustrated. Okay, yeah, people Tabo. are frustrated. Sure. Tabo in Johannesburg. Mlifi in Soshanguve. Mlifi, good morning. Good morning. Hi, welcome, Mlifi. Oh, thank you. Thank you, uh, Kolani. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to comment about the uh, the public address system, because what happens is when you come to Mabopani Station, I'm phoning from Soshanguve. Yeah. When you come to Mabopani Station, you just find people milling around. They don't know whether they're going forward or they're coming backwards, because they, there is no service and there is no communication at all about what is going to happen. You don't know what time the train is going to arrive or where it is going to arrive at all. So it's time that a public address system should be implemented so that people must be informed. Okay. And the second point that I'd like to raise is I heard a representative from uh, either the regulator or PRASA saying that people from the informal settlement were occupying land along the railway line, and they were responsible for stealing the wire that secures the railway line. Now, I say they, they, it is their issue that they must communicate with, with the government in place or the local government, that people must not be settled along that area because you cannot allow the government departments to work in isolation mm. as if one department does not know what the other department is doing because people simply cannot be allowed to settle along railway lines because that is going to to present okay. a safety hazard and also uh, fencing is going to disappear because people need resources. People right. need uh, corrugated iron, they need uh, fencing to be able to, to erect their houses and stuff. Okay, Mlifi, thank you very much, Mlifi. Uh, in social. I'll take more calls, by the way. 0891 I'll look at your emails, lots of them coming through. But let me go to Mr. Mukwena. Mr. Mukwena, uh, there was a call uh, from Soweto Katlejo. Uh, Katlejo says the very same people that torch these trains are the, are the commuters. Well, people who steal the cables are the commuters. Do you ever talk to your commuters? Do you ever ask them about these incidents? Kolane, we do discuss issues of... Uh cable theft with the commuters but then up until now um, I, I really don't understand why there is no single person who has been arrested up until now because it raises the, the, the security question as to is this uh, line secured and where are the police and if people claiming to say uh, these are the commuters who are doing the same thing, why can't they be arrested? Because there are there are laws in this country that regulate everything. So it means they, they, there are loopholes in the Prasa whole thing because these guys, they really don't know what they are doing. I'm sure they cannot come up with clear answers to say this is what, this is the plan because they don't have a plan. Colin, if they had a plan, they shall have told us that here is a plan, here is how we are going to secure our, our cables. But for, for so many years, for so long, they are complaining about one thing, cable theft. 
it means we don't have we we have a poor management. How can you complain about one thing for twenty years? Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How do you complain about the same thing for twenty years? Uh, thanks, uh, Mr. McQueen. I think uh, um, uh, I think this is a very emotive issue. You know, for because people for, for a, lot a lot of, of SMSs actually. Uh, maybe uh, I misread one or two. Where people are specifically saying, "I got fired at such and such a time because." Of the problems with the trains, I've been seeing a lot of them coming through, and this is why it's emotive. Yes, it's a very, very uh, emotive issue. Uh, uh, but in, in in the same vein, like Eddie and Mr. Mukwena, they say that uh, you know um, the trains are late, you know cable theft, and all of that. Uh, but I also would like to urge them to tell their neighbours that guys, we need the trains to not steal the cables. You know, do not go and ban the trains. We need the trains, even if, in Eddie's case, he's lucky, he's got two cars. But some people don't even have two cars. You know, they don't even, even have one. So, uh, um, I think for those who don't have those privileges, we must preserve the service for them. Right. When we started this discussion, uh, Mr. Boyer gave uh, statistics. I think he had said that uh, in the last financial year, I think the past 12 months, uh, we there were 104, 104 trains damages, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and 21 out of that uh, um, were it was malicious damage to property. Yeah. It clearly tells you a story of a guy who deliberately goes out there and think, okay, I'm Moffat Moffat I think I'm cool. I'm just going to sabotage the system. And this but from what people are saying, it's not that. It's because people are frustrated, even though they know it won't make a difference, but they are frustrated nonetheless. But Colin, you've asked them. Is the banning of the train a solution? And so far, since I've been sitting here, none of them has said, yes, it is a solution. All of them are saying it's not a solution. But despite that, they are continuing to damage the property. Mr. Boyer? Yeah. If I may just come in, let, let's have an appreciation. I'll, I'll give just a, a precise comparison, Kolani, is that at the time that the Khao train was being designed, we were well aware of the challenges of cable theft, and as a regulator, we requested certain things to be put in place. Now, if you take it back to the current metro rail system, and you ask then, what is the regulator doing? What are we doing to make sure that such a thing doesn't happen in future? Mm -hmm. The challenge that you sit with is that the practical solution to the problem is to bury the cables deeper yeah. on the ground, mm -hmm. so that it's difficult for a person to, to, steal. To, to steal them. But the issue with the current system, as it stands at the moment, is, um, I mean, without, I'm not in any way sitting here trying to defend inefficiencies within Prasa, in any way. And I don't want people to think that's what we're doing. Mm. But the issue of funding of the, of, the, of the system and the commuter system in this country is an important issue. If you look at the amount of money that we have spent and government has spent on the, on the how train in comparison to the amount of money that is being pumped in into metro rail and that is something that we raise continuously on a day-to-day -day basis as a regulator and we need to find a better funding model for this uh, system because what you're currently sitting with at the moment as much as we all can appreciate that in 2015 there'll be more rolling stock we talk about a 20-year program that will, that will still sit with the current problems of infrastructure, which is the issue of cabling and stations, how the stations are designed mm. to manage crowds in terms of crowd, the crowds accessing the platforms. 
an announcement. People are talking about an announcement in terms of of, of uh, proper. I mean, surely they, they, that's that's got nothing to do with uh, cable theft, uh, Mr. Mpuking. Announcements, basic things about when your next train is going to come, where is it coming from, and uh, and, and that kind of thing. No, those things say colony do happen, uh, and I do concede that it might not be in all the instances, mm. but it does happen. You are in a train and you get told uh, the train has been stopped for this and that reason. Uh, okay. right. In some instances, the accidents. In some of Mr. Mgoni, you want to say something very quickly? Yes, because I can see we are running out of time. Yeah. Look, the reason uh, we had a meeting with. Uh, the Group Chief Executive Officer, Mr. Montana, on the 3rd of December last year. Mm. Now, the very same thing that these guys, Mr. Mufuking, is complaining about very old train signals and failures and infrastructure is the very same things that we raised to say, look, if this how train, why do you, why the planning of our government, because the reason why we took the memorandum to the Department of Transport is that the money is being pumped where it's not needed most. Why can't the money go to where it's needed most? Because these problems are not coming here. How train is coming today? And yet problems of, of Metro Rail and Pass have been there for years. Now, I think it boils back to planning of government as to why do they take pump billions back okay. to country. Let me, let me just squeeze in, let me squeeze, squeeze in uh, people that have been on the line for a while. Let me start with John in Johannesburg. Very briefly for me, John, hello. Hi, how are you doing? I'm very well. Thanks for your call. Good, good. I just want to highlight something else on the procurement side of systems. We were recently involved in a tender where we were shortlisted and we got to a point where it was basically between us and another company. We were then sent a letter that we were rejected. We took up the, the ombudsman, uh, which was the, the route that Transnet offered as far as solution goes to, to challenge this. We were basically stopped dead. But we couldn't even, we were told we could go to court. We spent 60 grand on court, on lawyers. We were told they will ignore information, a Federal Information Act. We will never see the tender to prove that there was fraud involved. These guys handled billions in their budget. But the money is absolutely squandered. This particular tender was for right. 150 million rand. Sure, John. That, 100 uh, million rand. All right, let me put you back to Jake because it's a totally different issue from what we're talking about, John. Uh, and perhaps it's an issue that we'll have to tackle at a different time. Uh, Tabang in Pretoria, good morning. Yes, good morning, Colani. I Hi. want to be specific and very quick. Yeah. Um, I'm very disappointed with Mr. Mufuking when he's, he's trying to suggest that he does not understand what his poor service delivery is. It, it, is, it is a known fact that there are no uh, clean toilets or at times when you go to, uh, to, uh, to, to the stations, the, 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 the toilets are clean. Now the question that one raises is that if you want to re- relieve yourself, where are you supposed to relieve yourself? And as an elder Chala, person, Chala, you Chala. can have something that you ate that is not Chala. putting your stomach on, on Sunday. And what, what, where, where are you supposed Chala, to relieve Chala, yourself? Chala, Chala. These are some of the frustrations okay. that one has. But, all right, Mr. Bukeng is going to respond Chala. to you Chala. in a minute. Let me just take Mzugisi and I'm going to come back to you. Mzugisi in Cape Town, very quickly, good morning. Hi, good morning, Kolani. Hi. What I would like to do is to maybe think, um, say to people, they need to apply some bit of logic in the conundrum. Um, if, if, uh, trains, I do appreciate that trains do get late and it's a problem. Mm-hmm. There are trains getting late in Cape Town, in, uh, all over the country. Yeah. But you don't find people in, in Cape Town burning trains all the time. I mean, this problem happens, unfortunately, quite op- often in, in the township. Why, uh, the trains are, uh, do get late in, in, in the uh, urban, in the suburb areas, but they don't get tossed. Now we need to. We, what we require here is a 
Okay, behavioral change. Mr. Gisi, I take that and I take that as your final point. Gentlemen, I'm going to wrap up. Perhaps let me start with you, Mr. McGuena, very briefly for me. Uh, what then needs to happen going forward? Look, Colonel, we have delivered the memorandum on the 13th and we are waiting for answers. Then we'll take them to the community and say these are the answers and the community, the committers will take it from there. All right, this Ms. Mpukeng. Uh, thanks, Colin. Uh, I just wanted to say to, to Tabang, uh, you know, he's making a generalization. I use the trains, our trains, uh, uh, sometimes. Uh, and I can tell you, I've also been to Pretoria Station. It's fantastic. It's clean. Everything there is to the T. Uh, uh, you know, uh, so that's what I'm, I was saying that Mr. Mukwena must be specific about. But finally, we... we I know it's a problem at the moment, but it's not that we're sitting there and folding our arms and doing nothing about it. There's a lot of work that we're doing, okay. and the government has invested 123 billion rand over a 20-year period, and we're confident that, uh, that yeah, at, at that point that the system will improve. Your closing remarks for me, um, very yeah, briefly. Thank you, Colin. We request that the commuters, together with the operator, continue to communicate and engage in this issue so that we, we have a better solutions to the problem. The issue of touching of trains and banning of them is not going to really solve the problem. Okay. I've got to thank you all for your time this morning. Moffat Mufukeng, uh, who speaks on behalf of Prasa, Nkulilego Boya, Chief Executive Officer at the Rail Safety Regulator, and Albert Mukwena uh, of the Tswana Train Commuters. Thank you for your time. Thank you for the input as well. Thank you for the SMSs, uh, calls. Unfortunately, couldn't get through to a whole lot of emails that you sent, but I'll pass them on to Prasa. Make sure that they know what you think about these issues. We shall be back for you tomorrow, 6 to 9, here on AM Live. It is now time for the news. Cheers from all of us.